welcome back to episode number 239 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we are covering the question, how big is the market size for dust explosions in the United States? So this is an episode based on a help desk question that we've had a number of times come in about what is the market size? How many number established in the United States may be impacted by combustible dust? And we're going to go ahead and answer it on this podcast. We're going to talk about how big is the market size for dust explosions in the U.S. We're going to then contrast this to what do we think the market size would be around the world? And do we believe these numbers? Do we think the numbers we calculated here today are bigger or smaller than what is truly the exposure to entries that are handling combustible dust? So I'll mention a number of resources here. You can get these at dustsafetyscience.com slash 239. These include the 2009 OSHA proposed rule for combustible dust the 2023 release of the OSHA Combustible Dust National Emphasis Program, an academic paper called Dust Explosions, a Threat to the Process Industries that we talking about in this podcast episode. So it's going to be kind of a fun one. This is, again, a topic that we get asked by equipment manufacturers occasionally. It's coming through the help desk. There isn't, you know, we haven't done an extensive thorough market evaluation, but there are some numbers out there. You start to kind of see, okay, what is the exposure level? And in this case, we're going to do it in terms of the number of employees that could be impacted by combustible dust. I think you could actually go back through and look at these resources and do this by number of establishments. I'll leave those that want to do that type of research to figure this out. We're going to talk about the number of employees in the United States that are impacted by industries that can have and have had dust explosions and talk about industries that can have and have had dust explosions in the rest of the world as well. So starting off, how big is the market size for dust explosions in the United States? So it's kind of difficult to find this information. You could go industry by industry evaluate the potential hazards associated with combustible dust, whether or not there's chance for a dust explosion. And you'd probably, you know, get somewhere, but it would take quite a bit of work. There is a more direct way, or at least a way where some of this work has already been done through the OSHA proposed rule for combustible dust. So I'm going to include a link in the show notes, again, at dustsafetyscience.com slash 239. This is to the 2009 OSHA proposed rule for combustible dust. If you go in there under section one, background, and subsection A, introduction, a couple paragraphs down, there's an excerpt that I'm going to read that points to a table on how they determine how many employees in the U.S. are potentially, actually not potentially, are working in industries known to have dust explosion incidents over the previous 30-year, 28-year period. I'm going to read the excerpt here. Industries that may have combustible dust hazards include, among others, agricultural, animal food manufacturing, grain handling, food manufacturing, wood product, chemical, textile, furniture manufacturing, metal processing, fabricated metal products and machinery, pesticides, pharmaceutical, tire manufacturing, production of rubber and plastics, and rubber and plastic products, recycling, wastewater treatment, and coal handling and processing. I did skip out a couple of words there just to make it a little bit shorter. That's the first paragraph. The second is to determine which industries may be affected by an OSHA standard regulating combustible dust hazards. OSHA has identified industries that had previous incidents relating to combustible dust. Table 1, and Table 1 is given in the document, summarizes this data. Incidents were identified using data from the U.S. Chemical Safety and Hazard Investigation Board involving incidents occurring from 1980 to 2005, and four incidents between 2006 and 2008. OSHA used reports gathered by the website dustexplosions.blogspot.com. So this is an older website, a website that was hadn't been around for a couple of years when we started running our incident database. We were not actually aware of it until after we got into running our incident database and realized that they were doing something quite similar where they were collecting information there. So she used their data 
plus the U.S. Chemical Safety Board's data from 1980 to 2008 to generate the table that's shown in the document. Then the document goes on to say, under these two data sources, OSHA assigned a National American Industry Classification System, a NASICS, code to each incident using the available information. The groups of NASICS codes in this table were determined by combining simpler incidents together than explosions in the past. Incidents having insufficient information to assign NASICS code to the effective establishment were also classified as unknown. OSHA's preliminary analysis shows that, and this is where the important point is, in industries for which combustible dust fires and explosions have occurred, there are 426,000 establishments employing 16 million workers. I also want to say that the table does not show that these industries include over 30, 333,000 small businesses with 6.5 million employees. So the saying there is that over that 28-year period from 1980 to 2008, of all the industries that were known, or the NASICS codes, that were known to have had a dust explosion incident reported 16 million U.S. workers worked in those industries. I do finish by saying it's possible that some establishments in these industries do not have significant dust hazards. And that's a good point. Another good point, and we'll talk about this towards the end, is who says that that list is complete? We know that dust explosions are tremendously underreported, probably by a factor of maybe 10 in the United States, maybe more, maybe a little bit less. We have a good idea that they're underreported. Now, a lot of these would be reported in the same industries that are including NASIS code evaluation, but many, many, many of them would also be in industries that aren't included in this NASICS code evaluation. So if we compare this to the total population of employees in the United States in 2009, that's 145 million. So 16 million of those were in establishments known to have a dust explosion in the last 28 years. That gives 11% of the total United States workforce worked in a facility in an industry or an ACES code known to have a dust explosion incident over the last previous 28-year period. So that gives you a good idea of what the market size, about 11% having a known dust explosion incident occurring in the last 28 years. Again, it's going to be a bit different on, you know, if you do this on an establishment size basis or even a dollar size in terms of market share and that sort of thing. But in terms of employees, 11% or just over 10% of the United States workforce are working in a facility that is known to have had a dust explosion incident between the period of 1980 and 2008. So that gives you sort of a rough idea of the market size. And we'll talk about, you know, if we believe these numbers in a second, but let's talk about what we think the market size is around the world. So we've talked about this on the podcast before generally, and this was um, suggested in a paper entitled, paper entitled Dust Explosions, A Threat to the Process Industries, published in Process Safety and Environmental Protection, 2015, volume 98, and this is published by Yuan Cascade, Khan, and Dr. Paul Amiot as well, as the three authors there. And in this paper, they talked about dust explosion incidents from 1785 through 2012 in a number of different countries. And one of the suggestions made was that the number of dust explosions was proportional to the GDP of those countries, which sort of makes sense when you think about it, right? The GDP is a measure of the industrial activity of that country. The more industrial activity, the more likely chance to have a dust explosion incident. So it's not a perfect evaluation. Some countries were higher, some countries were lower, but sort of a rough marker, you can kind of scale the number of explosions in a given country by the GDP of that country. For example, we see about 30 dust explosions a year in the United States. We see about three on average a year in Canada, and they have about one-tenth of GDP. So if we compare the United States GDP today, well, actually, even before we do that, let's talk about how many employees in the United States today might be impacted by you know a dust explosion event. If we take that same 10% number that we found from 1980 to 2008 and apply it to the workforce today, which is about 165 million, I think, we see that about 18 million employees today would work in industry that are known to have a dust explosion between 1980 and 2008. 
If we compare the GDP of the rest of the world to the GDP of the US and multiply by that number, today we get about $96 trillion of GDP globally and $23 trillion in the US. If you divide those two numbers out, you get a factor of 4.1. And if you multiply that 4.1 by the 18.1 million in the US, we get a number of 75 million. 75 million employees around the world are working in an industry on average, that is known to have had a dust explosion in the United States from 1980 to 2008. To give you sort of a rough number, the total exposure level around the world from employees to combustible dust. And so the last part I want to leave off here is, do we believe these numbers? Do we think that the total market size is larger or smaller? Do we believe that all of the explosions in the United States that were recorded by the Chemical Safety Board in this one single website from 1980 to 2008, so our 28 period, are all the dust explosions in every industry that could occur? The answer is, you know, probably not. <laughs> and so we have to look much farther than the 2023 release of the OSHA Combustible National Emphasis Program to kind of confirm this. So the NASIC's codes that are included in the 2023 release of the National Emphasis Program, I think there were 40 or so in the 2009 proposal for uh, the rulemaking on combustible dust. There's like 55 or so in the newest version of the National Emphasis Program, and they're different NASIC's codes. They include things that were not in the 2009 version, like copper rolling, powder metallurgy, metal coating, welding and soldering equipment manufacturing, motor vehicle, electrical and electronic equipment manufacturing, sign manufacturing, burial casket manufacturing, which is a strange one to be singled out, but there it is, and material recovery facilities, just to name a couple. So over time, we've seen more explosions happen in other industries. Those NASIC codes that have been added in as targets for inspections and targets for industries that are known to have had challenges with combustible dust from the U.S. Occupational Health and Safety Administration. So the other day, you know, a more thorough approach would be to look at all the explosions worldwide. We're starting to get some coverage in in our incident database. Apply the same sort of NASIC code analysis to them, but understand what NASIC codes are we seeing in other countries that we haven't recorded in the U.S. And that's really likely just a numbers game, right? We just haven't have enough facilities that are handling cotton candy to have experienced the cotton candy dust explosion, but that doesn't mean one can't happen. And I don't know if cotton candy has a Nexus code. I actually think I do know of a cotton candy dust explosion incident, but I'd have to come back to that. Certainly sugars and coatings and stuff that's used in that food manufacturing would likely have a combustible dust. So at the end of the day, the chances are 10% is probably low. We say, you know, in general that we, we think we're capturing maybe one-tenth of the explosions that are happening in the United States, so 30 a year, these sort of major ones to make local news. Chances are there's, you know, 300 a year that are happening at least. And so in terms of, you know, what does this mean for the, the market size? I'd say at least, you know, we're probably off by at least a factor of three. So at least 30% of all employees in the U.S. are likely exposed to an industry that's had a dust explosion incident in the past. It might be even higher than that. It's hard to say. That means that, you know, in the U.S., we're looking at closer to 50 million employees today. And worldwide, 200 million employees, if we use that same GDP analysis, are working in industries that are likely to have combustible dust explosion effects. So that's it for this episode. Hopefully the math didn't throw you off too much. Um, we talked about how big is the market size for dust explosions in the United States. How big do we think the market size might be around the world? And do we believe these numbers? And we came up with a number of 10% on the low side for employees that work in the United States in industries that have had dust explosions in a 28-year period. This would coincide with about 75 million workers worldwide. And chances are this is like the bare minimum. We're probably looking at quite a multiple hire of facilities working in industries or workers working in industries that are likely to have had explosion events in those type of industries that they're working in. 
that's it for this episode. Hope you find these kind of help desk question and answer sessions a little bit interesting. We're going to bring you a couple more of these um, over the next couple of weeks. As always, I want to say thank you for listening to the Dust Safe Science Podcast. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I want to thank you sincerely for everything you're doing in the industry to handle the combustible dust, making them safer with the work you do out there every day. Keep it up. We appreciate it.